0: Uh, Hello and welcome to Digital Market Musings. I'm Andrea. And I'm Gaia. We've got a great episode today with Katie Cottom, who will be sharing her observations on how Super Bowl ad campaigns changed this year compared to previous years. Katie is the manager on the performance marketing team at Merkle and has been with the company since 2017. She works with a variety of retail and financial services clients, specializing in programmatic ads, which includes both display and video, as well as paid social campaigns. With her breadth of experience and so many Super Bowl ad veterans opting out this year. Uh, We want to bring her on to our show to discuss how advertising strategies have changed. Katie, welcome to our show. So what are the differences about advertising in the Super Bowl this year compared to previous years?
1: Thanks. I'm glad to be here. With all the disruption we've seen across a lot of our brands this year we definitely expected things to be different going into this year's super bowl Um, things really started to kick up in october when we had avocados from mexico announce that they were ending their six-year advertising streak due to a shift in their marketing focus areas at that point people were pretty hesitant in the industry to say that this was indicative of a larger trend But since then, we now know that a lot of advertisers have actually ended up pulling out of their national TV buys. So we've got brands like Coca-Cola and Pepsi, um, Olay, who are all pretty big um, and regular TV advertisers during the Super Bowl that have all pulled their national buys. Um, And then we have someone like Budweiser, who's actually skipping the Super Bowl for the first time in 37 years. So with a lot of these traditional advertisers stepping out this year, the door did open for a lot of new brands like Huggies and Chipotle to enter the national TV scene. Um, so with the shakeup and brands, we knew it was gonna be a pretty different year.
2: Great. Um, what is generally uh different in terms of how people are using digital media this year uh for Super Bowl advertising?
1: Great question. So I would say um the last several years digital's played a pretty key role for advertisers, particularly those that do buy the national TV spots. When you're paying five and a half million for a 30-second ad spot you want to make sure that that investment is getting amplified beyond just the broadcast. And this year, that was definitely no different. We saw a lot of our brands continuing to carry out the same full funnel campaigns that they always have. And those are things that we've traditionally scored in Merkel's digital Bowl report. So we're looking normally at things like their display and paid social strategies and how they're connecting with people before, during and after the event. We're looking at organic strategies in terms of how they're engaging with consumers in real time. And then we're also monitoring search strategies to make sure that they're effectively capturing any traffic that's coming through when you have heightened volume coming, uh, following those, those broadcasts. Um, so normally we just focus our attention on those uh, national TV buyers, but this year we did think it was really important to acknowledge the brands that were opting out, um, knowing that there were a lot of big names that sat out. Um, there was also a statement to be made with that, and quite a few of those brands were continuing to engage with people in digital. Um, One of those really good examples we saw was from Avocados from Mexico who promoted their Guac Stadium um, on their own channels as well as their paid media. Once people got to Guac Stadium, they were able to find recipes for the game from big celebrities, they were able to earn gear and actually win prizes up to a million dollars. So even though they weren't purchasing that national TV buy like they normally do, there was still a lot of effort um, and strategy going behind the digital plays. Beyond that, we saw a lot of brands doing smaller, more relevant content pieces in terms of sharing recipes on their own channels or running Super bowl related sales. So digital played an important role, if not even more so this year, because quite a few brands didn't have that initial engagement through the TV spot.
2: And maybe just to set the scene a little bit more, why do you think a lot of brands were opting out of the main TV spot in general?
1: We saw different responses from advertisers. I would say um, a, lot, a lot of them, it was in some way in response to the, the coronavirus pandemic. So we had brands like Budweiser opting out because they wanted to take those funds and put it towards a vaccine awareness campaign. We had some like Facebook and Olay who were sitting out because they decided they wanted to focus on different events this year. So Facebook is gonna heavy up around the Grammys while Olay is um, doing International uh, Women and Girls in Science Day. Um, we have brands that are like Avocados from Mexico who are opting out of the, the TV buy and focusing that money into more digital focused campaigns. So it was really a pretty wide range. Um, and I think every brand really went back to the drawing board this year to figure out what was the right message uh, and strategy, knowing what was going on in the world.
0: Mm-hmm. So for the, the brands that did run campaigns, was there a difference in theme? compared to previous years, or is it still kind of lighthearted, funny? Like, was there any tone changes that you noticed?
1: There was, again, a pretty broad mix, but I would say I saw more this year of advertisers opting with some sort of social messaging, um, whether that was like, you know, a donation with some type of purchase or focusing on uh, like uplifting stories in there, we've always had a few of them that did that, but I think there were more this year that changed that tone. Cool.
0: And then what are some of the key digital trends that you've seen kind of change with the advertisers?
1: There was a lot going on this year. (laughs) And I think we were really pleased to see that uh, brands are finding innovative ways to connect with people while they were at home. Um, So we have a blog post that's going live on the Merkle website with uh, myself, Nicole Carruthers, and Caitlin Anderson, where we really dive into some of these these changes. Um, But I'll focus on three for this conversation. The first is the rise of virtual events. So knowing that there were pretty limited people allowed in Tampa to watch the event event in person, and then uh, people at home were being encouraged to not go to Super Bowl parties, brands definitely had a unique opportunity to uh, engage with consumers in real time more so than they have in previous years. So two of the cool ones we saw um, that brands were doing, one was the TikTok tailgate. So two hours before the, uh, the game, uh, TikTok hosted a live event in Tampa for the seven and a half thousand vaccinated healthcare workers that were there, and then they live streamed it for free for all users at home. So they had this celebrity-studded event with uh, the headline coming from Miley Cyrus, um, and they were live streaming that for a good good period, allowing users to comment in real time and engage with each other during the broadcast. And then after the Super Bowl, we had Verizon doing a similar thing on, t- on Twitter with their big concert for small businesses. So um, these virtual events were just giving people a fun and engaging alternative to the in person events that they've become accustomed to for Super Bowl Sunday that just can't happen this year. The second trend that we saw was um, widespread use of augmented reality elements. So over the last few years, we've seen a few brands start to lean into these features on like Snapchat or Facebook. But this year it was definitely more widespread across our advertisers and across the platforms that they were using. Um, So basically it was giving consumers a way to generate content at home with these really heavily branded elements, and then share it out on social media, just to amplify the
0: brand voice out there. So would this be like Snapchat filters or like, okay, can you give a few more examples to kind of illustrate? Exactly. Yeah. So on Snapchat,
1: we had everyone from Uber Eats to Cheetos to Verizon. Um, all making these Snapchat lenses that you could use when you were recording yourself. Um, so the Cheetos one, for example, had uh, Chester Cheeto uh, holding the phone with, um, and you could be in the ad with like uh, Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher. Um, we saw on TikTok, Doritos and Pepsi had made these branded effects very similar to a Snapchat filter. So uh, you could actually like on Pepsi pretend to be the halftime performer. And then we did see Facebook going into that as well, um, with their filters and messenger. So you could either be on the chiefs or on the Buccaneers team full of helmet and pads and everything, uh, in your video. So, um, a lot of ways that allowed people to generate content, um, related to the Super Bowl and share it out in real time.
0: So do we have a sense of like engagement with these sorts of things? Like, I don't know if we, we've been able to check, track those metrics or not. Um, Or if they're even, I mean, really finalized at this point, because I know we're recording Sunday right after the game, so still tallying up everything.
1: Yeah, so definitely not finalized. I would say TikTok has the most obvious ones we can do because people there are sharing more with their followers and less so in like a direct messaging setting. Um, So I think TurboTax is a great one we can compare year over year to. So they were the only brand that we had last year during the Super Bowl use one of these branded effects, um, and they had more of like a hashtag challenge with it, with their W2 step. Um, when we were looking at them last year, by the end of the game, they had about 100 million views um, when we were pulling data. As of today, um, their hashtag challenge went live with uh, a pick six style um, style challenge. And before kickoff, they already had 200 million views. So we're doubling the <laughs> amount of viewers in a shorter period this year.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and then if we look at Pepsi and Doritos, who have had hashtag challenges live for um, the last two days, we see over a billion views on each of those right now. So I mean, massive scale
0: okay.
1: um, And across both of those. And from a year-over-year perspective, it, it's significantly up.
0: Yeah, I can attest to seeing the, uh, the TikTok one live. I keep seeing like. TurboTax hashtags everywhere, like just amazing the <laughs> the reach they have with it.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and that's actually our third trend this year. I mean, it's hard not to talk about TikTok when it's been in every other thing we've talked about this year in the Super Bowl. But really, the growth they've seen is phenomenal this year um, in terms of both the the engagement, like I talked about with TurboTax, but also with the number of advertisers there. So last year, TurboTax was really the main the main player in the space. And that was what I think led them to the Digital Bowl win overall, particularly in the media section. Uh, But this year, we've got, you know, Doritos, we've got Pepsi, we've got Amazon, and even like Scott's Miracle-Gro, some smaller advertisers testing into even in-feed video placements, just expanding their reach. Uh, So it's definitely the one I think we've
2: seen the most pickup from, and where a lot of the action was going on this year. Are there any other cool things that you've seen brands doing that you haven't mentioned so far?
1: That's a good one. Um, I think there were a lot of interesting things this year. My personal favorite was, um, T-Mobile. They had the, uh, the goat in 5g campaign. So, um, it was a super funny commercial with Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski. Um, and they were basically talking about Tom Brady eventually going to Tampa Bay, obviously highly relevant given who was playing, Um, but what I really loved about this was the fact that they ended up getting this, this ad banned. So it was not going to be able to show on TV, um, even when they went through rounds of edits. So they pretty quickly pivoted into this social first strategy of like, Hmm. see the ad that got banned. And like, why did it get banned type messaging out there? I think definitely amplified people like uh, wanting to click through, see what was happening. Um, so it was a really cool example of someone taking, I think, a situation where it wasn't what they had initially planned, pretty quickly reacting,
2: and then ultimately having great success because of that. Cool. Um, of all the trends that we're seeing this year, maybe we can do a follow-up episode next year of what persists, but what are your predictions of um, what we're gonna continue to see more of, maybe even as uh, the COVID pandemic winds down going into 2022?
1: Yeah, I think for mine the TikTok piece is probably the most obvious. We've seen I think in the Super Bowl, but also just beyond that, more and more advertisers starting to test into the platform. TikTok has made their offering a lot more robust. So now with a self service platform, you can get into running ads on TikTok extremely cost efficiently. So um I think you're gonna start to see more and more advertisers testing into that platform. Um because the the range of access and then the engagement of people once they're on the
2: platform any other final thoughts or comments
1: no i think that
2: was everything i had all right well katie thank you so much for joining us on digital marketing musings and uh we'll talk to you soon thanks everyone thanks have a good one